This is Grant Harrison from the Water Boys here with Tyler Newsom. Tyler, what about the water? Now that's some high quality H2O right there. <laughs> Season 3, Episode 8, coming at you with Kamari Scott later on, but let's talk about one of the most interesting World Series I've ever seen since my Cubbies won it. Unbiased opinion. Anyway, Phillies 1-1 one one in it. Comeback in Game 1. Kind of wheels falling off the bus maybe in Game 2, is it? I don't know. I think Astros just have a bad late game. Let's get into it. Taylor, Justin, how are we feeling about the Astros? I'm feeling great. You're I'm feeling, feeling great? great, man. The Astros are living up to what I thought they would be. Now, yes, you did say they have bad late game in the last two games, but you have to go back to the Yankees series where they came back multiple times late in the game to beat the Yankees and swept the Yankees. So, and you got to come forward to the World Series, the Mac Daddy of it all. That's the true. Beans, that's the true. The Big Apple. I, mean, that's, that's I don't care true. about the Big Apple. That's Both true. New York teams are out. But this is the big grand show, and they didn't hit a run after the third inning in game two. That's fair. That's six innings of but unscored, unanswered baseball. Dead ball. You go up yeah. 5 nothing in both games of the World Series, and I think you're looking pretty good. I, I think, think at that point, from that point on, it's not about, like, you know, we have to hit these out of the park. It's about just, I, like, um... Ben, or ben but don't break. Yeah, I think it is too, one. but I think... <laughs> <laughs> but here's my opinion, is if you're the dominant team, run up the score. Make that World Series embarrassing. Make baseball fun. I want to see a 13-0 World Series game. No, no! Are you yes. crazy? Yes! Why? I don't want to sit for four hours and watch six I was talking about this. Like, I do not, as a fan... Or media, I do not want to see a game that is a blowout. I don't even want to see a Patriots game that is a blowout. Because Good, it's you're a, not going to. <laughs> you did. You the will. Bears kind of blew you out will. until the fourth quarter. They haven't been blown out yet. You will. Yeah, you will. Okay, we'll yeah. get to football later. <clears throat> Taylor? He took a shot in the dark. That was not nice. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> even Taylor. though we won, like, yeah. get off my back. Taylor, it is are we Astros or Philly? Oh, I'm still Philly all the way. They're see, going, yeah. yeah, see, they're going Philadelphia three straight, starting tonight with Thor on the mound. I don't think they can go bad there. Like, yes. Noah Syndergaard's getting his first taste of World Series action. I think he's going to be exciting. I think you're going to see the old Thor come out and throw some heat. Uh, this is coming down on Wednesday. Anyway, this can't be over. But as of now, yeah. I'm predicting an Astros get down at 2-1 tonight. I'd love to see Philly rage. I think it's going to be a sold-out Philadelphia crowd. I think you're going to just see the Philly fanatic going nuts. I think the entire... Those, those poles better be getting greased up now because I'll tell you, they win any game this, this, uh, this homestand. There's going to be some people climbing up them or those, uh, those light street poles there. I think we go... By we, I mean Philly. Just because I love cheesesteak so much. <laughs> but I think Philly goes into Houston 3-2 for Game 6. You kind of, They go to Houston? They go, they are in Houston for Game Six. We've figured this out. But like they're going, but you're saying like they're going back to Houston. They're going back to Houston. They're going to go two and one over the next three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a ride high. I'm still saying Philadelphia is going to get that ship in Philadelphia in five. 
I think they're okay. just Philadelphia fans. I think it would just be the perfect Cinderella story. Make it in as the last team, and then you win at home in front of your home fan, in front of Philadelphia fans, who are not only riding high on a 7-0 Eagles, but are riding high on a Philly team that is in the World Series for the first time in over 10 years. Well, thank God the 76ers aren't doing that well. Yeah. 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 Anyway, no, the Astros are fine. Um, I'm not saying they're not fine, but that was a nice. Uh, what was you, five nothing they were up there? They're up five nothing. Blew it. What was final score? Six five. Six five. No, what was the score of the other game? That was five two. But uh, yeah. Big bats. Yeah. They got. I'm not denying that Astros had big bats. Mm-hmm. And Lance mm-hmm. McCullers Jr. is on the mound tonight too, and he's gonna. They're be... two good teams. That's what the World Series is. Well, that's yeah, yeah. They're two good teams, and uh. I think you look for the Phillies bats to get hot again tonight, though. I think I think two one Phillies after tonight. So we'll see. ESPN had twelve votes for Astros winning this and two votes for Philly. Philly in five and six were the one and two votes there. So Justin, why are you siding with ESPN here with twelve votes? What What's your number one reason? Well, first off, he's night? a sheep. Uh, ESPN, uh, they actually got their stuff right, and um, most of them. You know, voted on the side that is probably going to win. Now, apparently, I have, been, the underdog. I have been told that my predictions are now jinxed. And, uh, you know, anything that I say is going to happen does not happen anymore. So, apparently, I might I think Zappy can tell you that. Might be the Drake curse. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Dr- I don't want to hear Zappy anymore. Don't even get that. Yeah, no. You were Zapp Daddy last week, bro. Yeah, Mac, Mac Jones, give me a Big Mac. Let's go, baby. Give me a Big Mac. Last thing that's going to happen with that team. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Why is Houston winning this, Justin? Why is Houston winning this? Overall, I just think they're a better team. Now, you guys can argue that Philadelphia does have the better player. I would agree with that. I think Bryce Harper is probably the best player in this World Series. Over Jose? Yes. Mm-hmm. But. Over Verlander. I think two through five. Is probably the Astros, like in terms of players, and I think that's what's going to come down to it. I think they have better players overall in this series than Washington. Cassianos. They're not doing that great though. Schwaba hit over forty home runs in the regular season. Yeah, He's doing Schwab, really good. Schwab, yes, Cassianos wasn't doing too bad. He, you see those nice diving catches he had there. Yes, he came up defensively, but he's not swinging the bat really good right JT now. JT Realmuto. Okay. You know what? Fine. Just live your life. I can keep naming these guys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> They're still not better than uh, Jose, uh, Jordan, um, who else? Verlander, and. That's a pitcher. I know, but overall players. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Bregman. So, what's your answer to that? Because I want to hear that. How do you get, how do you get better than those four guys in the next in the next what? But the years? guys I just named, you got JT Realmuto behind the plate, no, you got Cassianos, you got Schwaber in the outfield, you got Bryce Harper in the outfield. I said <laughs> Bryce Harper is the best player in the series, but two through five, who I just named? I just named two through five. No, no, you, no, you didn't. Okay. I just named two through five. I don't think it's about them getting better. I think about it's them finding their stride in the World Series. They're, and once they find that, they're firing on all six cylinders. Phillies? Phillies. Phillies still I got mean, the hot hand, I'd say. We'll have to we'll have to stay tuned. I, I think we're not gonna sell settle this debate. 
But I do think the Astros will be victorious. And okay. I probably just There's them. a difference from good and consistent anyway, than hot hand and a Philly. I think we need to address this clown costume for Halloween Justin's wearing right now. The New England Patriots. Costume. The New England Patriots are better on the road than at home. That is the mark of a terrible football team right there. Why is that? You don't have a home field advantage. You want it to at home. Uh, well, once our fans stop, like, you know, chanting to rip our quarterback out of the game, we'll be fine. Zappy. Yeah, they're chanting that to rip him out of the game because they're bad. No, they're not. It is a circle of life. Kay. It is a circle of a I fan know. Fan. I know we said that they should have beat the Bears. That is obvious. They should have beat the you Bears. You just got away from the Jets by the skin of your teeth. And Zach Wilson threw right. three interceptions. Hey, you want to know what I have to say? 13 in a row. 13 in a row. Three interceptions. You won by five points. Your kicker went five for five. 13 in a row. In a row. 13 in a row. In a row. Just get off it. Anyway. How does it feel to have such a dominant stance over the Jets? It feels great. Your kicker went five for five. Two spots behind. Teams five and two going into this week. They're feeling high. They're feeling mighty. And the Patriots had just had to take them down a notch. You know, we just knew we had to go in the there. The Patriots didn't win that game. The Jets lost hear, I don't want to hear this from them. The Patriots won that game. The, no, they didn't win that game. The Jets lost that game. So so those three interceptions, you know, we didn't catch those balls. You know, What did you do with those three interceptions? doesn't matter. What we did you had them. one touchdown. Did we turn the ball over? You had five field goals. Did we turn goals. the ball over? Actually, Mac Jones did yeah, throw one no, interception. No, I meant, like, did, did we turn the ball over from the New York Jets? I know we had one interception, but... My point is, you won by five points, and Zach Wilson threw three yeah, interceptions. Yeah, well, that's how much. You won by four, so... Yeah, yeah. and we didn't have that many field goals. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> or get advantage of that many interceptions. I don't care. Okay, I want to get to this now, because I think not just the city of Denver Less. is tired of Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think the Broncos themselves are tired of Russell Wilson. This guy for four <laughs> hours doing high knees in the I don't believe that. I do not believe that. You don't believe that? No. Why not? Because Russell Wilson is the strangest quarterback of all 32 teams. No doubt. There's no possibility that he didn't do high knees for four hours. I think if he gets injured, he's going to become a priest. He also seems like he needs so, to too. have all yeah. the credit. Hmm? He also seems like he needs to have all the credit. Russell? Yeah. Why for being third in the conference? Yeah. How does he seem like he's did constantly saying my Tyler, teammates? But did you not see the Tyler Lockett quote over the weekend? Yeah, I see Tyler Lockett quote over the weekend. Let's hear it. He said, it's better now that uh, nobody wants like all the credit. Taking a shot at Russ for saying, like, he needed all the credit. At this point, it's not good. credit, it's blame. For being a bad quarterback in Denver. For he leading them to the terrible against Jacksonville. They were okay. No, they looked pretty bad against Jacksonville. Did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. They looked decent. Decent, I will say. Okay, if they lose that game, mm-hmm. Nathan Atkins fired. Hackett. Hackett, sorry. I don't know why I just said Atkins. Uh, yeah. he's, the GM came out and said that he has the full support. And I will say this. They will say that to the day they fire them. Which you can, be the very you can look. Day. You guys can look back on every episode we've filmed so far this season since the NFL season has started. And the team that was commentating last yesterday in the morning on the game in London said exactly what I've been praising. 
They have been, they're the only team in the NFL this season that is dealing with a new head coach and a new quarterback, a new really? system. Hmm. Only team in the NFL that's dealing with that. You also didn't praise that last week. You said, Broncos Nation, time to die. I was upsetty. Spaghetti. <laughs> so I think we can compare your fan status to that of a famous footwear. A flip-flop. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about the NFC. Because that is the most unpredictable conference I could ever name. We've got Philly, who is a good team. We've got the New York Giants, who are a good team. We've got Minnesota Vikings at six and one. We've got the, the Vikings are six and one. Yeah, yes, the Vikings Damn. are six and one. Kirk Cousins, you know, having a great. We've got quietly a great season. The Bears, who now have lost Raquan Smith, and Robert and Quinn. Robert Quinn, but last week beat. The New England Patriots. We've already said that. I just wanted to say it again. Congratulations. <laughs> Tom Brady, who's bad at football? Question no. mark. <laughs> like, Tom Brady's going through a divorce. That's what that is. Like, yes, we're seven divorce weeks. Divorce is through, bud. <laughs> yes. You're telling me a day after okay. his divorce and he's fine. I just love how he uh, got uh, quoted saying, I gave up my family for this. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, amazing. That speaks volumes on him. But, anyway, we're only seven weeks in. Do we think the NFC is going to be this unpredictable? I mean, considering that um, Seattle is now 5-3, and three, and, yeah. you know, I, I really don't know what to say about Seattle other than they're surprising everybody. Yeah. And they just beat the Giants. And I don't mean just, like, you know, beat, beat. the Giants. They beat, they beat the Giants at yeah. all. Was it 27-13? Yeah. yeah. So, let's talk about Geno Smith for a bit. Well, me Ooh. and Grant had a debate before he even came here. And this is the main question we want to pose. And even in the comments, let us know. Fire off. Who is the comeback player of the year? Is it Saquon Barkley? Or is it Geno Smith? Mm, Saquon. 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 I'm saying Geno Smith. What does he come back from? Not playing... Yes, that's the thing, though. It's not like he played. It's not really Boston. a comeback. Yes, it is. He's he did play before. It's like I'm he a here now kind of thing. He played seven years ago. Seven years ago, though. And now he came back. Yeah, yeah but you got to think taking... of more than he was just bad for a while. Saquon's always been great. It's not that he was, but he was bad. Hurt. It's just that they had Russell Wilson, who was just so. Who was actually good. Yeah. Inconsistent. So... I just think Saquon's got much more to... And have a powerhouse around. The Giants aren't 6-2 without him. Listen, you got to give... He's got 1,900 yards in the year. This is Geno Smith. 1,900 yards in the year passing. 13 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. 72% of his passes are completed. And a QBR of 107.9 or 2. Okay. Is that not great numbers? I think he's. The, I think That's the like Seattle offense. Yeah, but I think the Seattle offense has more to work with. You look at everything Saquon's been through, constant injuries. The Giants aren't six and two without Saquon Barkley. I don't care how much you care about Danny Dimes. I don't care how much you care about the city of New York. You look at the Giants. Are the Giants six and two without Saquon Barkley? Okay. Is he not proving what he is without injuries? Let me teeter totter on this. Short term picture, it's Saquon. Because of the injury, because of the position, because of the effort he's put in, because of the numbers he's put up. Long term, massive picture, whole career, it's Geno Smith. When was he good though? 
It's when was not, he good? I haven't heard of Geno Smith before this season. Back in 2012. In 2013. When he was drafted. That's why it's the long-term picture, though. The long-term picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's why he's come back player it, of the year. He was a that's good player. Ten years. Okay. Yes. How is that a comeback? That's like a it's, reignition. It's, still it's a like, com- hey, I it's can still, still come play. Back. It's still a comeback, nonetheless. A Who's leading back. that division right now? They're five and three. And what was, what was their projected win total before the year? I don't know. Five. They're at five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've nailed it. No. Good job, Seattle. Through eight weeks. I, I'm with you on both of this. Because Saquon has had a hell of a comeback. Geno Smith has to. But... They wrote him off. Look, he didn't write back, boys. When we're looking at comeback, typically that's last year or this year. And I'm saying that's Saquon. Exactly. I think it has to be Geno, man. No, this man. He's got no injuries. He's got nothing. This man Saquon had. had nothing but to bet on himself for the what last. What do you think Saquon would be right years. now if he hadn't worked his ass off to come back and be the player he is right now? Same with Geno Smith. If he doesn't bet on himself for the last seven years uh-huh. and keep his mental game up and like See actually stay though, the last seven years. Okay. As Grant said, for the Comeback Player of the Year award, you're looking at maybe the last year, maybe the last two years. Well, then you're going to have to complain to the NFL when they give the award to Geno Smith. Geno Smith Smith is not getting Comeback Player of the Year. How? That's crazy. He's playing good. Good for Geno. Good for Seattle. You're not garbage with Russell Wilson. But They're better right now than what they were last year. And they had Russell Wilson last year. Start Drew Lock. All right, so now the uh, Carolina Panthers. Did you see? <laughs> did you see what happened to them in the fourth quarter? You just they're mad two, they're two and six. I don't care about Carolina Panthers. But did you see it though? He's what just up? mad because they they should DJ Lock. Hail Mary pass to DJ Moore. Catches it done. with double coverage. It, you should even know this because Patty Mahomes tweeted out throw of the year by far. Really? Yes. yes. PJ Locke. Okay. Hail Mary pass. Double coverage. Catches the pass. 34-34. Takes his helmet off. Jumps, tries to jump up into the stands, but they're in Carolina, so they push him away because it's Atlanta <laughs> fans. But he's going nuts. Refs penalize him for it. Pushes the extra point back to about the 40-yard line. Misses. Wide left. Game goes to OT 34-34. Panthers lose 37-34 on a field goal by the Atlanta Falcons. Jeez. I'm not saying like he would have made the extra point at if, the what, 25, 15 yards away. Yeah. 25, 25 yards, yards away. I, I think it's a gimme at that point, but still, yeah. you can't guarantee, 100% guarantee it. Like the odds are in favor of yes. that game being over in regulation, oh, though. 100%. And the, it was a Panthers but, W. Okay, here's the last thing I want to talk about is how long will Philly be on top? 14 weeks. 14? I'm saying 12. Well, you got Houston this week. Win. Washington, win. Indianapolis, win. win. Green Bay, win. win. Tennessee, win. win. Giants, win. No. Go to the next one, please. I'm saying. Giants, win. Okay, Chicago, win. 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 Dallas, win. No, win. loss. Sorry, that's a loss. That's a loss. You're saying Dallas is a loss? Dallas is a loss. I'm in, saying Giants in is Dallas. a loss. It's in Dallas. Shared to Dallas, too. 49-29. Dismantled the Bears. Dak looked sharp. 
was it two thrown touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and then just the absolute craziest defensive touchdown you can ever see with Micah Parsons with the scoop and score with a play that everyone thought was dead, but apparently wasn't. No, yeah. and Justin mm-hmm. Fields, all he had to do, uh, according to the rule book, was just touch him. And the play would have been... And he jumped long. over him, didn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, he was like... Ah. <laughs> he jumped over him because he thought, like, you know, the play was dead. So he'd jump over him, protect the player. But he had to touch him, and then the play would have been over. But he did not. Yeah. When it comes down to a 49-29, like, yeah, Justin Fields, stupid on that play. But at the same time, it's not like it was a game-changing play. No, and Justin Fields, uh, um, even though they lost the game, I think he's looked better over the last two weeks. Well, if you want tickets to what these two predict as the Philadelphia loss, they're only $47. What? Fun fact. Yeah. Where do you find this? ESPN. ESPN has tickets. ESPN has tickets for the Dallas-Philly game at $47. In the nosebleed zone? Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Behind the pole. Behind $47. Yeah, $47. That's insane. I'm not saying I'm saving my money to go see Shania Twain in June. Go to J-World. Well... This is a sports podcast. <laughs> Let's go, girls, but we're on sports. Speaking of sports, you know what I love in this world, guys? Does it happen to be big screens? It happens to be big screens, but it also happens to be Libra. You know where I enjoy this craft, non-alcoholic beer? Hunter's Alehouse. Where they got the big screens, the big meal deals, and the cold Libras. Anyway. Also, you can watch the New England Patriots win. Oh, my God, no. <sighs> Thank you to Hunter's Ale House for sponsoring season three. Who do they play this week? Who? Flats? Your Colts. That's when. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Colts are disgusting. Anyway, let's get in to last thing about football before we go to hockey. Is Matt Ryan will never outlive the twenty eight and three thing. <laughs> you wanna know how long he was the starter of the Atlanta or the Indianapolis Colts. How long? 28 weeks and three days. Oh my god. Those two numbers are going to haunt that man for the rest <laughs> of his life. I bet his baby's going to be three pounds, 28 ounces. <laughs> or a monster at 28 and three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that, but those numbers don't <laughs> <No. matter. laughs> Anyway, all I'm going to say is Matt Ryan, RIP. Yeah. Anyway. Career went down the toilet after. Keep- Alright, anyway, yeah, hockey. Uh, Where's Sheldon Keith. Uh, Sheldon Keith on the hot seat? Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yes. Um, I would say, no, 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 no. no. Uh, Leafs have had worse starts. Say, say, yeah. say this six is, though isn't great. Say it's another, not say another ten games and say they lose another, what? Seven of those ten. Yeah, six they, they probably should have lost to the Anaheim Ducks yesterday in regulation. Not to mention they lost in OT eventually Zegers, to the Ducks. Zegers looked good. Zegers had the game winner and what, another goal in regulation. Yeah. But the Ducks took a hit. They lost Drysdale for 46 months. Yeah, they yeah, didn't take a hit in that game. Heck of a hit. Yeah. So I dropped him from my fantasy. To the supporting team. What? Dropped him from my fantasy team, picked up Caden Gooley. Well, <laughs> same. Really? I didn't pick I, up the same no, player, man, but I dropped the same <laughs> yeah. player. Man, I literally oh, dropped Drysdale two hours before I got the news he was there for six months. I was like, well, that turned out good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to do with that roster spot for four months? Sit on it? Yeah, I yeah. would. If you're the Ducks, I mean, you're not going to do much. Yeah. Trading Klingberg. Speaking of another Southwest Coast team. 
not coast, but Southwest region team. I hate the Arizona Coyotes why? so much. Why? Did you see what they're giving away? What's yes. Why? This is why I hate them. This why? is why I hate them. Why? They're playing in the Mullet Arena and they gave every fan a free mullet. And let me get on top of this too. They don't even have good seats in that stadium. Have you, you seen the dressing rooms? You think it's yes. a stadium? There's QMJHL ranks with more seats. Arena. Yes. Yeah. There's like five or six yeah. Q ranks with more seats. There's five. The Q tweeted it straight <laughs> up. Bell Lion has better seats than Mullet Arena. East Link Center has better seats than Mullet Arena. There's no backs to the seats at Wait, the Mullet Arena. Really? They're it's, just it's benches. benches. Like it's it's really the like, curved it's benches. Imagine sitting in a curved plastic bench for 60 minutes of playing time, not to mention the games go on for like an hour and a half. Hey, Google up there how much a ticket to a game costs for me. Let's Google. Well, let's, let's see how much a ticket now, to a game costs. What I'm also interested in is how much a ticket, well, not just ticket, but uh, how much a beer costs at a game. Because they could be like two or three dollars, and you know, maybe that's. Well, he's googling this. Plus, they're sorry. They're setting. I saw. I saw this on uh, Instagram as well. They're setting aside two hundred to four hundred tickets per game for students. That's smart. That's smart. It is smart of them. They also, I will give them props for their home opener. They brought out Shane Doan and his kid, who is also drafted by Arizona. Oh my gosh. Two dollars? No. (laughs) Wait for this. What do you think is more? Tickets to Philly Dallas or tickets to tomorrow's matinee event of Coyotes versus Florida Panthers? Matinee. Obviously, obviously Dallas, Dallas versus Philly. Like, nope. Arizona costs $2 more. $49 for the cheapest seat at Mullet Arena. Yeah. I wouldn't pay that. No. Well, give, uh, give I bet their rate. food is cheap, though. But that's my Florida. that's my plus side. Right, it's probably that's the other way, man. Because usually concessions is really get you. Yeah, no, but see, I'm thinking college drink. Like, there's no way they can charge that much for college drink food. Like drinks, pro- they probably just charge a lot for beer. I don't know. Call me glizzy minded, but I'm not paying like five bucks for any more than five bucks for an NHL dog at a NCAA rink. Fair. I'd go. I'd go yeah. see. I'd pay. But only if it was like a good team that came to town. Like I'm not paying to go see Arizona play Columbus or something like that. Or mm-hmm. no, yeah, but like I guess Panthers are a good team. But so I hate that team. Just so much. Um, get out of Arizona. Oh, 100. One thing before we like leave the hockey world out here quickly. Let's uh, go. What's what is one team so far that has surprised you? Philadelphia. Mm, yeah, Philadelphia's yeah. Philadelphia's been very surprising. Got to love Jim Schwartz. Hmm? They're third in the Metro. They're doing really. They're yeah. Carter Hart's playing out of his mind, right? Kadak, kadak, kadak. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, beating out Carolina Islanders and Pittsburgh. But there's one team that is doing better. I'd have to say Beantown oh. surprised me. The Devils. Yeah. The Devils are surprising me. We love you, Ryan Graves. Uh, <laughs> Big heart. Yeah. But but no. Despite Carter Hart. Boston only has one loss right now. Yeah, Boston is a, a surprise. I thought yeah. they were going to be terrible. Yeah, Marchand came back. Uh, double one hip month, surgery. One month earlier than when that man was supposed yeah. to. Two Genos and an Apple. Let me say this. If playoffs happened tomorrow, 
my Chicago Blackhawks would be a guaranteed seed, not a wild card. Oh yeah, it's like I remember we were looking at the power rankings the other day, mm-hmm. and Buffalo's in the playoffs right now. Yeah, Buffalo. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's really Chicago's weird right now. Like, Alex Stalock's playing good. really good. That's really no, weird. No, the East is flipped upside down. Yeah. Detroit it was is. in the playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Tampa see. Bay did not start the year at the best. Detroit would have a wild card. Now. Detroit would have a wild card. Yeah. Buffalo would be there. But yeah, Phillies. In the playoffs, Florida Panthers in the playoffs, that's not too surprising. But Florida's, I mean, Florida's, Florida's, Florida's honestly kind of, Sam Reinhardt's let me down heavy. Sleeper. Mm-hmm. Sam Reinhardt's nine games, two assists. Anyway. So, other than that, I think that's really in for hockey on this standpoint, but hopefully it heats up within the next week. Uh, basketball, on the other hand, um, it's, the league has also flip-flopped like the NHL well, and the NFL. I got a big butt coming up, but finish your argument. Um, just... It might be the Young Guns League now. Like, KD's team is below 500. James Harden's team is below 500. Uh, LeBron James LeBron team. James and Kawhi Steph Leonard. Curry and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And Miami's also 2-5. and five. So Jim Butler. Young Guns, question mark, and Grant Sear going to step in right now. No. Then, oh, no. Let me tell you why. We are at the period. <laughs> Anyway, let me tell you why. <laughs> Grammar joke. Oh, I'm going to hit you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're anywhere from five to seven games, depending on the team, for this season. Mm-hmm. We're in October still. Okay. November when this episode comes out. Okay. Nobody cares about October and early November basketball. This Look is at early hot days. Yes, yeah, I'll leave it with this. Look at the Warriors last year, who were bottom of the playoff rankings around mid-November and then came out, surprised us all, bada-bing, bada-boom by the springtime coming they were one of the best teams in basketball we were saying they're going to win but it's it's like whenever someone asks you uh, what's your way too early bold take right now for the season yeah, (laughs) what do you want LeBron James to do, go off and drop a 40 bomb in November or save himself in the spring no, no, no. The Lakers are different. They've been bad this year. They suck as uh Yes, oh but when, my God, what's when we're talking about boys, name? boys. Uh, who, who, what team are you talking about? Uh, the guy. ESPN analyst. Not Charles Barkley. No, it is Charles Barkley I'm thinking of. Did you ever, did you, yeah, the old Chuck. You see the not, clip? He's like, he's like the ESPN. Lakers suck today. They suck yesterday. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Is when you're talking old and young, I'm saying... Old's just resting up. NBA retirement home. Send the old boys down. Give them some rest. Don't let them go off. Keep a rain on them. And then when spring comes, say, hey, you're the best basketball player in the world, Steph Curry. You go shoot some points. At and that that's point, what's going to happen. But at that point, you're already out of the playoffs. No, they're going to make a run for the playoffs. Oh, who? Golden State does LA, miss. Lakers. Golden State. Golden Lakers. State, yes. Lakers. Lakers, no. No. They missed last year. James Harden, he's going to make a run. Oh, Philly's Philly. KD, he's going to make a run. Joel Brooklyn Nets, start quote me now, quote me now. Brooklyn Nets are going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to cause disruptions come this spring. Nets are so really? toxic. After just getting yeah. swept by the Boston Celtics last year, and then uh, Ben Simmons is at, look like, yes. I don't even they're know. A little bit of defense what, for him, though. What he hasn't played basketball in like two years. But, Okay. And then you Steve what, Nash did it to him too. Old Canadian head coach there. He was fired up the other night when he got ejected. Yeah. Look at 
similar sports with similar lengths in their seasons, baseball and hockey, similar to the NBA and amount of games played and amount of energy used. Look at where Phillies were in May. Look at where Mets were in May. Look at where Tampa Bay was in August and September. Look at where all these teams were early in the season with long seasons ahead. They're saving themselves. Sir. Yes, it's a young man's game in October, November, December. Because those are the people who have the energy. LeBron James is a tired man. He, he's just waiting he's for his son to He's been playing basketball for a yeah, long that's time. That's it. That's all he's, he's waiting for. Steph Curry uh, is a tired man. Steph Curry is a tired man. He's been playing basketball for a while. So what, were you, what did you say? Oh, he said they're saving themselves. I said for marriage. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I'm uh, a Russell Wilson guy. <laughs> um, also, shout out to the uh, New Orleans. I don't know why I'm saying shout out. Just good job, New Orleans Pelicans. They're four and two. Zion's looking real good for his comeback. CJ McCollum's getting some love. Exactly, yeah. a young guy who has energy. I like New Orleans. The Big Easy. I'm saying it's important. I'll leave it at this. It's important to start out good. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe in a midterm exam. But when it comes to seventy plus games, <laughs> you I think you can take a break. Your midterm exams. Uh, I mean, most of them are probably over right now. But I still have one this week, so I imagine someone has a midterm this week as well. I have one next week. If that is any more NBA talk, uh, no, that's okay. basically it for the. One more thing to circle back to for MLB. Do you guys see that uh, Rob Manfred came out and said that uh, he's not too uh, optimistic with the A staying in Oakland? Did you see the? Kid who's an Astros fan whose dad bought him tickets to Game One and saw his Astros get spanked. Is that the kid with the pee on his stomach? No, that's that was a Phillies fan. That's the Astros fan who's like, yeah, I'm like, I I just, I heard kid and fan. I thought the guy, yeah, kid no, I mean, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the Oakland A situation. I mean, thinks they're going to Vegas, which I hate. A's. Probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't, you know, surprise me. Like, if a team's moving, how many teams have to move before one gets back to Montreal? I don't even like Montreal sports that much, but Expos need to come back. Expos need to come back. Why are you send teams to Vegas? Oh, I hate Vegas sports so and much. And on that standpoint, we have to introduce Kamari Scott of the EPI men's basketball team. We're back with Kamari Scott, as promised. Kamari, how are we doing? What's going on, man? Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking rock the drink drip. Yes, sir. How are we feeling? Feeling good, man. Um, a little sore, but... Yeah. Well, you're off to a good start this season. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you guys don't usually have weekends where you sweep, so how does that feel? Um, Honestly, like, it's been a long time coming, but um, we worked hard for it, and it's, it's not done yet, you know. Still, we're still not satisfied, so we're still yeah. going to keep grinding for it and working hard. Yeah. So, let's take the career back, all the way back, to yeah. Ontario, to yeah. Mountain Ontario. What was it like growing up there and moving here? Oh, man, it was tough down there. Um, but just growing up, in, I switched schools a lot, like, you know, elementary. Um, and then throughout high school, um, I had a nice little basketball career going there. Um, and then, like, growing up in Malton and, like, the greater Toronto area is kind of tough just because, like, schooling system is, is really hard like they don't really focus on you as much like they don't care about your grades like they don't really say it. I messed up going into um, my high school because there was academic courses there was applied courses and then there was courses where like um, 
like the lower level courses and I went into high school taking the applied courses and I was supposed to take the academic courses but I didn't know that like nobody made that known so uh, that kind of messed up my future as in going D1 because um, it took away that that opportunity but other than that like going up in Malton was honestly it's it's who made me who I am today but yeah, yeah. was there any one thing that happened back in Malton that just made you think wow I gotta um, stick with school I think uh, just growing up and like Malton is kind of um, I wouldn't say like it's not like luxury living um, it's more of some poverty homes. Um, luckily, I had a roof over my head. I had family that supported me every day. Um, but just going up and seeing some of my friends um, that got killed sometimes and like um, just friends not making it out of high school and seeing their life turn around, I kind of didn't want to go that route. Um, so I just took the basketball school thing more serious than others and just led me to where I am today. So while your friends or your acquaintances were doing other things, you were kind of just in the gym the whole time? Yeah, like, um, just in high school, like, I recall just many times, like, on lunch break, friends would go and, like, smoke some weed or, you know. Um, and I was always a kid that was just like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be that, that guy. Like, I kind of took ball way more serious. Um while high school just because I didn't know my plan after and I didn't really know what to do but I knew I had a passion for basketball and I could do something with it major um, so I kind of just focused on that stood in the gym and just hung around a good group of people instead of doing the wrong things and how how big was basketball there basketball was pretty big back then um, now it's just huge but back then it was pretty big like um, the AU scene was, was major, um, your rep teams, like if you were on the, the biggest rep teams out there, like, um, traveling all across America was, was a big thing for me. Um, that's where I started traveling a lot. Um, but no, basketball was, was a big thing out there. Mm -hmm. On the team, there's, including you, eight guys from Ontario. Yeah. Were there any former competitors that are now your teammates? Um, in the previous years, I had uh, somebody, um, his name was Sam Sambo, um, mm -hmm. Samuel. Um, he was on my team in high school. Um, Latrell Gonzalez from last year, he I played against him a couple times. Um, but other than that, no, ne nobody on this year's roster. Mm -hmm. What about AU Ball? AU Ball? Uh, no one else, I don't think. Yeah. Anybody in the AUS that sticks out? Um, David Mucat, DeAndre Reddick, um, Avan Nava, um, well, it's a lot of names, a lot of names who I grew up with and played ball with. Um, I went to school with David Mucat all throughout elementary, so we've, uh, we've been boys for a while. Um, I can't remember any other names, Marcus Upshaw, um, yeah, it's not clicking to my head right yeah. now, but. Yeah. So... Like, I, I just want to ask you, how did Coach Glenn then approach you, and how was the recruiting process for you to come to UPA? Well, so this was my year, my, my last, this was my year out of prep school um, out of North Carolina. I was finished. Um, I had a really good year down there at prep school at Moravian Prep. 
and uh, I came home and I was just training, just working, getting to where, uh, getting ready to see where I was going to go to college. Um, I had a couple D2 offers in um, the States, um, which was really looking at me. I was thinking about going to Texas, New Jersey. Um, Who were the schools? So uh, this two school in Texas um, was Clarendon College. Pretty sure that was a JUCO. There's a school in New Jersey. Um, not remembering the name right now. Um, but they don't matter. You went to PEI anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right? But um, yeah, I was coming down to like the last couple of weeks where like people were like making their official um, commitments. And uh, I was going to lock down on the school in Texas. Um, but the coaching staff got cut, mm -hmm. right? And lost all communication with me. Like, I had no communication with them at all. I was trying to get in contact, like, what's going on? Nothing. So like, I was, you mean the whole coaching staff? Yeah, just... like, I was trying to get in contact, like, no, like, no answer, like... It might be a sign it was good you didn't go there. Right? <laughs> so uh, I was kind of in, like, a little frenzy there, and I didn't know what my next step was. And as I was training and meeting new people... Um, I was being told, I was like, maybe you should go to school out west or out east. And I was like, hmm. Like, I never thought about going to school in Canada. Like, growing up in high school, like, I was always playing in the States. Like, I've been everywhere in the States playing AU basketball against big names. And especially coming out of Moravian Prep, playing against big names in North Carolina. Like, I was looked at to go in the States, right? So, so just before we go more into the recruiting process, yeah. he just... Said big names twice, so like, <laughs> big, big names in who? Big names, Cole Anthony, um, played against him, Kate uh, Cunningham. Mm. Um, First overall draft pick, 15th overall draft yeah, pick. Um, yeah, those are big names. RJ. RJ Barrett? Yeah, RJ Barrett. Barrett um, overall. 2020. What was it like playing against those guys? Who was the toughest out of those three? The toughest was, I, I want to say, I, Cole Anthony. Um, yeah. was my year at Moravian Prep, um, my last year. Um, he was he was a really good guard. Um, and the atmosphere was crazy just because, like, all eyes were on him. And Well, he's an NBA descendant. Right. And, like, I got to be be the one who was guarding him. Um, How'd you do? I did pretty good. Okay. Um, okay. We brought them to overtime. He was at Oak Hill at the time. Um we uh we almost got the win, lost by like three or something. Game's still on YouTube, still yeah. haunts me to this day. But <laughs> yeah, is there any like, I know like I seen a Shumper video where like Kobe's like talking trash to him. Like, was there any moment where he was like, "I'm gonna let you up, boy"? No, he was. He's pretty like quiet. Like we didn't really talk. <clears throat> we didn't really talk during the game really. He had a really quiet game, but he still ended up with 30. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a you know? Quiet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a hush 30. Yeah, a hush 30. Um, but no, he didn't really talk um, at all, really. Now, was Carolina your first... You said North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, was that your first time moving out of Ontario? No. So the year before that, I went to school in New Jersey um, okay. called uh, Morris Catholic Prep. So it was like a whole private school in New Jersey. Um, nice. Um... So they recruited me after this was when I took the opportunity to step out of um, the GTA, and I was like, okay, like let me take ball serious. So my dad sent me off to prep school in New Jersey first. So basically, my uncle, my uncle Roger, he used to play at Humber for Humber Hawks. Mm. Uh, Coach Glenn actually coached at Humber Hawks. Um, I'm not sure the years, but he coached my uncle. Um, so 
um, yeah, like coming down to the last like weeks of recruiting for me choosing a school, um, everybody was like, yeah, maybe you should go to school in West or East, right? And um, I was like, oh yeah, like we'll see. And um, I think my highlights were just, I think they were just shot out somewhere and Coach Glenn had emailed me back and was like, hey, like I want to talk, talk to you a little more. Like, and then come to find out, Coach Glenn coached my uncle. And my coach was like, oh, Coach Glenn, what? No way. And then <laughs> that connection, like immediately just connected. And it was like, all right, like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, this would be a great opportunity for me to go out there, like, my coach, my uncle approves of him, like, and I kind of started playing basketball because of my uncle, so um, I was like, I trusted it, and I just went with it. And now, I know there's a lot of big basketball schools in Ontario, so was it ever a thought to try, like, Carleton maybe or something like that? I'm telling, like, when I tell you, like, I didn't really know the, the school in, like, the schools in Canada to begin with, like, that was, like, not even on my mind, um, and like I said, like the university and colleges, the scene just started getting big for me as I went into UPI. Like I never knew about any of these schools before. So my mind was states, states, states. Like that was my big dream was yeah. playing in the states like I did the previous two years. Um, so it was tough coming in here because I had no clue. Like I came yeah. to PI, like seeing a big town airport and I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where am I? Like, you know? <laughs> I was like, where am I? But um, I came in here with like a, a big heart and just uh, open mind. Open mind. This is the place for a big heart and yeah. open mind. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you got your choice, you said you couldn't go D one because of school and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you could, mm-hmm. any choice, you get the your top recruit. They're coming to you left and right. Wow. What school you want? D one. Uh I want to say. Uh, I go to North Carolina Tar Heels. Tar Heels, hey. yeah. I got the I got an opportunity to play in that arena actually, and it was man, it's you and Cole Anthony team up. <laughs> for, for myself, I would have to go against you and say do, but if Coach K was still coaching, okay, okay, that would be right. that'd be it. I mean, you gotta play for Coach K. <laughs> yeah. I was like the so, Jayhawks growing up. <laughs> the Jayhawks, like I just thought they were. Cool. There was only one team where I thought it was cool, and it was the Andrew Wiggins team. Yeah, but yeah, didn't where did AD go? Was he Davis? Oh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, North yeah. Carolina. He was North Carolina. Did he? Yeah, he was a tire healer. No, wait. Wasn't he a Jayhawk? I don't mm, know. No, I thought he was North Carolina. Well, I got Maybe. something to say about KU, but we'll save this for after the episode. So you come to UPEI, you have a good first season. I want to talk about this season. You, in two games, are 45 points. That's half your total from your first season, 19 games played, 89 points. Holy God. Yeah, what's changed? <laughs> um, just my mindset, my work, my work <laughs> ethic, man. Like, um, I mean, I think my mindset was uh, coming off of the loss last year from Dalhousie in the championship game. This summer, I I worked my ass off and I just grinded, and uh, I knew that coming in, I was gonna have to be a leader and I step up in my role in my third year here. So, um, I've honestly just been working with the team, working with EJ, honestly, and just getting better every day. Do you guys, like, kind of, like, work on each other or where, try to know where each other's going to be on the floor? Honestly, it's something that we kind of built first year. Um, little team bonding. Little right? team bonding, a little <laughs> just in practice. Like, I'm, like, I get praised for it a lot, but I'm, like, one of the best off-the-ball guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, and and EJ just always has a way of finding me well, really like perfectly. Um, the team really embraced that energy, like yeah. in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, honestly, it was just been this the summer. The grind was was just crazy. Like it was it was like no other. Just constantly in the gym, I mean, six a.m. Now, you must be pretty pissed off at Dow to double your points from first year to now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, like, I would be pissed off, but, um, I think it's just, it's just a mindset thing for me. Just, I'm, I'm locked in this year. Um, the energy in, in the energy in the air this year is kind of different. Like, my motivation is just higher. Um, like, I want it more. Like, I just, you know. You're hungry. Is I'm the, just, yeah. is the vibe around the team kind of championship robust? The the vibe around the team is like like let's just go get it like let's be dogs this year like it's it's uh, the Kells last year it's Isaiah's last year might be EJ's last year so um, we want to go out with a bang um, and definitely coming off of last year's like good run like we want to improve off of that that year and just we want to be better we want to be great like, so. so talking with that who do you think is the biggest competition standing in your way this year. Biggest competition standing in our ways. I, I want to say ourselves. <laughs> you're right, though. Yeah. Um, you're right. I want to talk about that first, like <laughs> just ourselves, like because with our team right now, it's like we're a great team, um, but we could be way better. Yeah. Um, we just have lapses in defense and stuff. Uh, just being locked in the whole, the whole game, right? And not stuff just not just not just quarters. Um, but we really got to just lock in and not have mental lapses and not lose focus a possession or two. Like, we want to be able to go a whole game with being locked in on defensive disciplines and knowing the rotations. But I want to say this year, St. FX obviously looks really good. They have a mm-hmm. lot of talent, like I said. Um, play against a lot of those guys, so we, we know how they are. Um, Dow's going to be good. Dow's going to be Dow. Um, Plato, he's a really good coach. Um, just, just seems like yeah, their coach. Just, just seems <laughs> you like don't know anything. <laughs> just seems like uh, it's just the next man up for Dow. Like it just seems like they can find talent wherever. They can find yeah, 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 do whatever you or get the most out of his players. I mean, like I mean, defense wins games, and they know how to play defense, and and that's one thing that we need to work on. That like say we're not hitting shots at the moment, we still got to get back and be able to play defense if we're in a shooting slump. And I think that will change our team. That will be that will just be our, our different uh, maker this year. So, Do you think uh, CBU is a threat once they get o- Osman back? Of course. Um, Omar, Paul Watson. Um, once they get their core guys back, they'll be a big threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so this weekend was kind of just take advantage while they're down and out. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say take advantage. Like, we still play um, to play, um, like any game. Oh, the, yeah. The, o- the AUS is like any given night, any team can come in and, and win a game, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you can never take a, take a day off. Like, there's no there's no time when we're coming in and we're like, oh, this team's it's, it's a breeze. Like, you know, no. Like, any team can come in and have a, a really good night. The refs could be on their side that night, like, you know, so... Our mindset going into any game really is like, listen, like if their star players are playing, hey, let's still treat it like, like he's playing. Like let's go hard. Like let's try to get better because mm-hmm. we're, 
like initially like preparing for AUS weekend. Like that's where our goal is. Well, we gotta take it game by game by mm-hmm. game. So. Yeah. So let's talk about the relationship between UPI and Holland College because there have been some additions and subtractions to both teams, <laughs> to each teams. Yeah. Let me talk about Josh Whitty and John Alex Voss, the Flying Dutchman himself. Yeah. What have both those additions been like this year? Um, having Josh as like a nice coach is is was is, is nice. Um, he's came in and he's he's helped the team um, like just on the defensive principles and. Um, a couple plays that he has from Holland, he came in, brought it in, um, and he has a nice little second thought from Coach Glenn, like you know, and he has that experience from Holland as a head coach, so uh, we like to have him. John is a nice pickup; um, he's a nice voice on the team. Um, he has a nice little leadership to him as well, and he's just a great teammate all around. Now, Josh Whitty, I stood three feet beside him in the announcing table, and. That guy has set an unofficial ACAA record of most broken clipboards. <laughs> that guy's temper as a head coach. What is it like as an assistant coach? Is it still there? No, is he still uh, fire or is he uh, been more to water? He's, he's been calm this year. Um, he's been calm and, and I respect it because coming into a new team, new environment, um, he doesn't know what you know what we like and what we don't like. But he's honestly, he's been he's been good for sure so, so far though. Um no complaints, really. Um, him and his son came in, comes in the gym always and helps out whatever they can. So Now, I got to say, it was mostly pointed at the refs, not the players. <laughs> 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 he was always sticking up for his team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, going back to John Alex Voss, it's his first year at AUS. Do you think he's made the change? Make a change? What do you mean by make a change? Like, do you think he stepped up to the AUS level? I mean, you guys play an ACAA opponent. Oh, of, of course. I think um, John John is a good is a good teammate. Um, he comes on the board. He comes on the court and he gives us great minutes. Um, defensively wise, he's a big body. Um, he talks. Um, so it's still two games in. So he still has a lot to learn mm-hmm. in practice. We're still coaching him, still leading him. But yeah, it's been good. Yeah, he talks like trash talk. No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. know if he was in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I got to so, make sure. I mean, talking about trash talks, like, is there any, like, moment in the AUS where... Who runs the jaw the best? <laughs> Honestly, it's any given night, really. Like, you, I mean, you don't want to start trash talk, really, with, with us, because we're <laughs> whole good, good, but... Um, we, we, we talk we talk trash more in practice more than anything to to each other to each other um, practices are competitive like just we don't like losing so like if you're on the other team like you're not my friend at the moment like so I'm gonna do anything to to not make you win to get you out of your head to not make you focused on the next play to shut you down yeah but practices we be we be physical we play hard and a lot of tra- talk, our trash talking is going on during practice so well, give us a couple lines, a couple wisdom, a couple. What's the motivation for the rest of this season? Yeah. What's the motto? What's the motto? Um, get better every day. Like you know, don't take any day for granted. Um, when you wake up, come in with an attitude that you know you're gonna get one percent better every day, and just stay positive throughout the whole ups and downs, um, throughout life, throughout the season. Um, and just try to encourage others to be great. So, 
Watch out, Dalhousie. And now, watch out, Kamari, because it is our lightning round. Five questions start easy, they get harder. They are our easiest questions of the show. So we'll start it off with what I know, what I think I know the answer is here. Ontario or PEI? Ontario, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'd go the same yeah, way. That's, uh, that's an easy question, I mean, except he, for Taylor. He dissed the county airport. I mean, I just have a Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one may be a bit more controversy. 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 Creatism. I got a hundred pounds on all of you. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Look like you are. <laughs> Moga's Pizza or Alexandra's Garlic Fingers? Moga's Pizza. Okay. He thought about it. I'm considering that a win. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, we had Glenn and Dekel on last season, and they gave us very different pregame plates. Yeah. Glenn gave us meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Yes. Weirdo, yeah. Dekel gave us chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. So I think I know where this is going after you called Glenn a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> what's your pregame meal? Are you siding with Glenn or Dekel? Uh, who am I, what's my pregame meal or who am I siding with? Who are you siding with and what's your pregame meal? So I'm going to side with Dekel. <laughs> I don't know where meat and potatoes come from. And then uh, my pregame meal is probably lasagna. Lasagna. Cool. Yeah. Well, how many? Like, okay. How many no, no, no. That's. Is, is that because you guys get fed lasagna, or is it because like you actually enjoy it so much that you would like? I think just because I've been that's been my pregame meal for the past <laughs> year or two. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I, I gotta join the basketball Do you team. Like lasagna? Free lasagna. No, no, I like lasagna. Okay. I understand. Like if you had an option outside of lasagna, would it be something different? I, w- I would say in the past first year when we didn't have like uh, before pregame meal, I would say sushi or. Um, like chicken Alfredo. Okay. Yeah, Alfredo. 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 Do you need a guy in the paint? Heavy with the lasagna, the Alfredo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need a guy in the paint so I can get some lasagna? <sighs> no, no, there's, there's like hardly ever leftovers or seconds, so. No, well, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of the war of <laughs> Kamari and Glenn, which I think is starting now, yeah. are we choosing milk or ginger ale? Ginger ale. Ginger ale? Yeah, because he came in here preaching about the benefits of milk. Yeah. For real? Yes. Oh, yeah, Make your bones balls. stronger. Yeah. He, he claimed to grow because of milk. Oh my gosh. Are there any hidden benefits to ginger ale? Man, it makes you happier. Okay. <laughs> makes you happier. Settles your stomach. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, that's all we need to hear. Now, I hear you talking about both shoes. Disregarding the player, let's talk LeBron's or Jordan's. As in ball shoes? The shoes themselves. Uh, Jordan's. Jordan's? Yeah, Jordan's. Okay. Jeez. I guess I should have made these questions harder. Yeah, you should have. Well, like, is, it, is, it, is there a certain <laughs> shoe? <laughs> is there a sh- certain shoe? Like, that like I'm playing or just that I... That, my like, that you would pick over uh, LeBron shoe? Jordan. Well, yeah, pick over, like, like, over a Jordan shoe? No, no, no. Like I mean, like a. What's Jordan, your favorite shoe? A, no, a Jordan <laughs> shoe that like sticks out over a LeBron shoe that like. Um, I would say the Jordan fours. Um, Classic. Or I would go easy the Jordan ones. Hmm. But the Elevens are sneaking in there. Those are becoming my favorites right now. 
Now who's the goat? Who's the goat? Yeah. LeBron James. Can't can't agree on that. No. At least we could end on some controversy here. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking That's for. So, <laughs> so, so why? 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 I, I don't know why. I don't know if I have to tell you guys why. I mean, oh. right? it's just it's just it's just it's plain. It's, it is simple. what it is. Yeah. It's plain and simple. It's does right does six and zero not mean anything to you? It means something to me. But as I'm gonna say, like I grew up in a generation of LeBron James. So did all. So did I. I didn't yeah. grow up in the generation of Michael Have Jordan, these later so, years changed your mind though? Um, Other than the generation. no, they didn't. They didn't change my mind just because. Of my years of growing up playing basketball, I've watched LeBron. Like I, like, he's been my like the person who I look up to. So, he's my like goat. Like he's my person who's like okay, like mm-hmm. that's my like figure in my head that like that's who I want to represent. Okay, know? so you didn't grow up with the Jordan years, obviously. No, but in the Jordan years, are we picking Jordan or Pippen? Michael Jordan. What kind of? I He was not. Oh, yeah, you're done. Take it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get out of here. So, Justin, tell these folks where to find. No, one last question. Let's see. Who's the best player in the league right now? Best player in the league right now. Yeah. Hmm, that's tough. That's a tough question. That is a tough question. That's a very tough. That's a question. very tough question compared to Le- Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Like, come on. Good. Yeah, that's a tough question, man. Throughout these, like, what? How much games have they played? Maybe like uh, six, seven. Five, we're talking seven, about Siakam, Toronto Raptors. Hey, what? Spicy P. Best player in the league. Spicy P. Over Steph Curry. They're, they're winning the championship this year. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. That dropping is the hot takes. <laughs> I'm just letting you guys know that from now. You guys thanks, go back to this video. On go back to this video. <laughs> I'm, 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 we're, we're, that's going to be clipped. Like, that's, <laughs> that's going up. Got Raptors calls. are three and three, but going for the so, chip. Yeah, so why Siakam over like I don't even know Steph Curry, Trey Young, uh, who spicy. else? Man, Spicy P has been Giannis. Doing, he's been doing. Listen, you asked me who's the best right now, and I said Spicy P. He's been doing good up to my standards right now, and that's the best in my eyes. Okay. 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 Let's okay. okay. right. go. So next to Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. So what does he know? I Justin, know what? why don't you tell these folks where to find us? Uh, you can find us uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, you're probably watching this on YouTube, uh, so you're already there. On Instagram, it's the official Waterboys Podcast and Waterboys underscore Media, and also on Facebook and Twitter as well. And just you know. To let you know that uh, Grant will probably be sending us out here in three. Actually, hold up. Don't forget to like and subscribe to oh, never okay. miss one of my dumb yeah. questions ever again. Hmm? <laughs> Go check out the past episodes with, like, say, Ron McLean or Ryan Graves. On that note, Grant, send these bad boys out.